This is the next in our series of podcasts, 168 Things We've Learned About Creative Marketing. And this one's a little bit different. Normally, I record with Chalice Croak, my business partner. But like many people, she's gone on holiday for the month of August. Although in her case, her holiday means she's gone to demolish a house. That's how she spends her holiday time. I have not gone away, and so I'm going to record a podcast on my own, and let's hope that it goes well. The people who live next door to me, uh, where I'm making this recording, have also not gone on holiday, and they are enjoying the fine weather. So we may hear them from time to time, and in particular, we may hear the noise of their baby, who is inclined to make startling noises uh, at irregular intervals. There's nothing untoward about this, it's just the sound of a child enjoying warm weather in a garden in southwest London. For today's podcast, I'm going to go back to a topic I wrote about some years ago, which is soothing balm for the creative mind. I'm cheating, of course, because the column was published, and I'm sure many of you have read it. But on the off chance that there are people out there who have not, here it is again. Once, in a state of creative agitation, I found myself in St Paul's Cathedral in London. Now don't panic, this is not a story of religious conversion. Unlike the St whose Cathedral I was in, I was not dazzled by a blinding light. Or not exactly. I was there because I've always believed you rarely find inspiration at your desk, and that's something we'll return to in future podcasts, no doubt. In fact, you rarely find anything there but interruptions, and so you must leave the agency if you want to find ideas. I had left on this occasion not just to find ideas, but to calm my mind. I'd just received comments from a client on some creative work. You all know what that means. I don't recall the exact words the client had used, but they followed a theme all who work in any creative business will recognise with weary familiarity. It may have been something like, we love the idea, but we don't like the words or pictures you have used. Or it may have been milder, we like it a lot, but we want you to change one or two things, followed by three pages of suggestions. Or something as simple as, the client wants to know why you wrote this, with a sentence or perhaps just a word underlined in red. You know the sort of thing. There is no creative, no matter how brilliant, who has not suffered this experience. The comments are not mean or vicious. The intentions are benign. And after all, the client is paying for it. But still, sometimes they can can cause great perturbation in the creative mind. It may be because they're unclear, or because they show misunderstanding, or because they seem pointless, or treat the work, made with much love and labour, roughly, and without consideration of the creative's sensitivities. Anyone who has seen the film Amadeus will remember the comment made by the Emperor Joseph to Mozart at the first performance of The Marriage of Figaro. He fumbled to find a way to express his dissatisfaction and came up with, Too many notes, dear Mozart. Of course, no client would ever be so crass, nor is any of us Mozart, but we all recognise the feeling we see flit across Mozart's face when he hears this. So, having felt something of that nature, I fled the agency for a while. I walked for a bit, and then it started to rain. I went into St Paul's to shelter. Churches are good for this, and and at that time you didn't have to pay to get in as you do now. I looked around the cathedral and found my way downstairs to the crypt. As well as the collection of graves and monuments down there, which include Wellington and Nelson, 
I found the immense and amazing great model of the cathedral. It was commissioned by Wren, who had been given the task of designing and building the new cathedral, to stand where old St Paul's had stood before the Great Fire of London destroyed it. The great model showed his creative idea in detail. It stands over 13 feet high and is more than 20 feet long, and it's made of wood. It is the creative scamp to end all scamps. I walked round it lost in admiration, for it is a thing of great beauty, as well as the embodiment of Wren's creative vision. Around the model, on the walls, were a series of framed notices. Each one drew your attention to a particular feature of the model, and each one described the comments that various interested parties, let's call them clients, had made on the model. Each comment or objection had led to a change in the finished design. As I walked round and read all the comments, and understood the changes they were insisting on, I grew sadder and angrier. Here in front of me was a model of the most extraordinary, beautiful and daring building, and they changed it in almost every detail. I went back upstairs despairing of the folly of those who tinker with creative genius. I stepped out beneath the dome and looked up, and I defy anyone who does that to be disappointed. The cathedral is not the model. The cathedral is, changes and all, a work of pure creative brilliance. They did not ruin it. You look at it and you know the finished cathedral is something the model is not and could never have been. It is the result of creativity challenged, questioned, channelled, tempered and triumphant. The client is not wrong to comment. They may not express their comments fluently or in a way you want to hear. Your job is to respond by making your idea better. Wren did. Which is why, inscribed on the floor beneath the dome, it says, Here lies Sir Christopher Wren. Si monumentum requiris circumspice. If you seek his monument, look around you. The great model has been moved since I saw it on that occasion upstairs into, I think, the chapter house, and you now need to make an appointment to go and see it, which involves a phone call, I believe. I urge you to do it. It may not be possible just to drop in and get soothing balm for the creative mind in the way that I did, but I assure you that the visit will deliver exactly what you need. I think there are many other places in London and probably elsewhere in the country or in the world that creative people can go for this kind of comfort and joy and reassurance and inspiration. And I have a few more up my sleeve from the city where I live and work, London. And if anyone wants to send me information or invite me to go and visit somewhere elsewhere in the country or elsewhere in the world where such a thing can be seen, I would welcome it very much. Do tell me all about it. Thank you very much. I heard that baby a second ago making a, a bid for freedom from the sound of it, so it's time to end. This podcast, the latest in our series 168 Things We've Learned About Creative Marketing, was made by me, Paul Kat, or my own, 
without the contributions of my redoubtable business partner, Chalice Croak, because she's away demolishing things, as I have already told you. I hope you enjoyed it. The music, as usual, was made by William Kitkat. And if you liked this podcast and the others in our series, please subscribe, please give us a rating, and please come back for more. Thank you very much.